welcome to the Is That So podcast. My name is Sahela and I am the host and chief content officer here at the Is That So podcast. Follow along each week as I share stories, pose questions, and provide insights on various wellness, travel, and relationship topics aimed to help us all navigate through this rapidly evolving modern world a little bit easier. Here at the Is That So podcast, we believe that life should always be a work in progress. So come learn, laugh, and listen in on unfiltered stories and conversations so that we can open new doors to inspiration, happiness, and forward thinking together. Hello, and welcome back to the Is That So podcast. I am very excited for today's episode because I have invited a very special guest on, Jordan Flesher. Welcome, Jordan. Hello. So... Just to give everyone a little bit of a backstory, I first came across Jordan on Instagram and loved his profile. I knew instantly I wanted to have him on my show, but thought I would silently stalk him for a little bit first. And then one day I reposted one of his twin flame quotes and bam, he reached out to me and said he would love to collaborate. So here we are. And I feel like I totally manifested this episode. Definitely. But anyways, I know a lot of people are probably wondering what a sacred sexuality teacher is. So Jordan, why don't we start off by having you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and how you found your calling. Also, like, what exactly do you do? Yeah, so um, I was someone who grew up in Canada, and I had a lot of struggles early on with anxiety and depression and then I kept praying to God and I always felt that God existed or there was a higher power no matter what even if I was having panic attacks and going through trauma I still was seeking and searching to be happy and to have wellness and eventually I found certain mentors who awakened me to psychology and mental health and how to overcome anxiety. And I decided, well, I want to learn more about that, the healing of the soul. And also I felt that my own soul was telling me that I'm a healer of the soul. So I decided to move to Chicago from Canada and to pursue a master's in psychology. Mm-hmm. And when I was in Chicago, to name one of the mentors, I manifested meeting with Deepak Chopra, who's a very well-known healer and author of spirituality. And I ended up writing many, many articles with him and actually learning from him what he learned. Wow, that's incredible. uh, To be the essence of healing and how healing works. What What a great opportunity. Yeah, And along that path of studying more Eastern spirituality through Deepak and getting into yoga, when I was in Chicago, I was living with somebody who owned a yoga studio and they said, well, if you're staying here, you have to go to yoga once a week. And I really took a liking to yoga and had a lot of healing experiences with that as well. So Mm -hmm. that exposure to Eastern spirituality, like yoga and meditation and stuff, eventually led me to the Eastern understanding of sexual energy and sexual healing and sexual magic or sacred sexuality. Because for thousands of years in the East, 
they've had a science around it and a healing knowledge called Tantra Mm -hmm. that the Western world, like where we grow up, like you and I are Canadian, when we're taking a class or even like a sex ed class or mandatory biology class, Mm -hmm. they'll say like, yeah, the sperm combines with the egg and forms a zygote, but they don't say, you know, your soul can combine with your body and create an alchemy of wonder, magic and happiness and delight Mm -hmm. in sexuality and that, you know, sex can be a sacred thing too. So to answer your question, I had mentors that opened the gates for me to the Eastern world of spirituality and how it looks at sex, which is way different than psychology generally in the Western world. And I discovered that, yes, I am a sexual healer myself and that psychology and mental health has to, as far as I'm concerned, include this awareness of sexuality and the healing power of sexuality. Yes. And did um, studying this help you with your own depression and anxiety? Yeah, because the sacred sexuality and yoga and meditation puts you in contact with your soul again. And what I mean by that is early on in our life, especially in adolescence, when we're going through all kinds of changes, like puberty comes as this uncontrollable change in our body. And we have to kind of like make sense of who we are and we have acne and yeah. we look in the mirror and we have to face questions of, do I love myself? Yeah, it's definitely a tough time. And we kind of get a little disconnected from ourselves in a way yeah. or, we, or it can happen. Yeah, I feel like there's so much pressure when you're young to fit some kind of social norm yeah. that you might not always connect with or it might just not be authentically who you are. And like it gives you anxiety over whether you actually fit in and everyone just wants to feel connected to one another. I think. Yeah, and these wisdom teachers teachings of the East and what I teach and what I've discovered, it helps you to put the pieces back together that can happen when we get kind of broken early on in our childhood through trauma, whether there's sexual trauma or if our parents get divorced, that's a form of breaking apart. It's a form of a challenge in life that can come that we then have to find our wholeness again Yeah. to kind of come back to center, come back to the source of who we are. Yeah. I totally agree. So that really happened with me and that's what helped cure my anxiety because anxiety comes from that feeling of being broken and disconnected in yourself and not in touch with your stability and that the truth that you're actually fearless in your true self. But when we're having an anxiety attack or panic attack, we find it very hard to connect with ourselves. Like we have to even hold on to something and breathe or count to 10. Like we, mm-hmm. we feel like we're thrown off. So how does that translate into the services you provide today? So today, there's a lot more people who are aware of spirituality from reading different books that have come out, like The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle or Deepak Chopra or Wayne Dyer. Mm -hmm. And people in general now are starting to kind of awaken to the fact that mental health and sex is a very intimate thing and it can actually be a very spiritual experience too. And what I help people do is I help people re-enchant themselves with the sacredness of sexuality Mm -hmm. to rediscover how magical sex can be with someone else or with yourself. 
and how you can heal yourself through your own sexuality and make that an act of self-love. Yeah. However, there's a lot of condemnation around sexuality, especially in the Western world from religion and a lot of shame. And there's all kinds of judgments around it that people might take on. So the first thing that I do with yeah. people is I help them to not judge themselves. Yeah, well, I know there's a lot of homophobia still out there, but still, I feel like coming out is one of the hardest things for anybody who's LGBTQ. Mm -hmm. And it's a huge, huge life moment when they do. And so until then, often when you hear their stories, there's often feelings of shame repeating through them, feelings of not being like their friends, of being strange or different or even experiencing sexual trauma that kind of makes them sink deeper into themselves instead of allowing them to bloom. Yeah, and I like what you said also about coming out of the closet. Well, the work that I do is to help everybody come out of the closet in the sense that our true self needs to come out of the closet. It's been buried there by sexual conditioning and trauma and depression. Like we all need to come out of the closet metaphorically because our true self is hiding there. And it's kind of like a child who is witnessing their parents fight. A lot of children will go hide in the closet or hide in their room because... Somewhere safe, yeah. Somewhere safe. And that kind of happens to our true self in a way because there is a lot of trauma on earth and being human and kind of going through things like no one's really exempt from going through a difficult experience in their childhood or adolescence. So we all need to come out of the closet and let our true self shine. Yeah, exactly. I feel like society today, as you grow up, you're faced with so many different challenges and it could be so hard beyond even just your own sexuality to love yourself mm -hmm. and to accept yourself and to accept parts of yourself that you might think are different or weird. And it's always great to have a guide or a mentor like you did. You know, for me, it was a therapist and I was able to learn to love myself again through having discussions because when we're always in our head, we often have this negative bias that makes up things about yourself that aren't based in fact. And you forget who it is that's talking. Is it your negative bias or is it you? Yeah. And you have to sometimes ask yourself, like, who told you that? And so it's nice to have a guide that can kind of help you or make you feel accepted and show you empathy or even just help you better connect with yourself mm -hmm. and connect with others. For example, one of the things that really attracted me to you and your profile was your Twin Flames quote. Mm -hmm. Actually, in a previous episode, of, I, I quoted you, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I've been learning more about Twin Flames and soulmates. And some people think twin flames are not your soulmate, but I'm curious to know what you think. And for anybody that doesn't know what a twin flame is, could you just briefly kind of go over it? Yeah. So what I would define a twin flame as is your deepest spiritual lover and intimate companion and soulmate. Now, I know that there's a lot of people who make a distinction between a twin flame and a soulmate, but to me, I feel like 
They're both good words to describe the experience of really having somebody that sets your life on fire, but you really have a soul connection. It's like they're they're made for you, like their soul was made for you by the universe. You guys were made to be together. Mm -hmm. And it's a spiritual experience. It's beyond anything you could imagine. Like it's a, a deeper pull than just your bodies, just kind of like biological wanting to have sex. It's more like a deep urge and call, like a soul calling to be one with someone in the sense of being as intimate as you could possibly be. Like there's an infinite potentiality. There's an infinite intimacy that you can have with somebody else. And really that intimacy can go as deep as you want. Like it can be, this is an adventure here, being here on earth. And a lot of people say, You're not just a human being having a spiritual experience. We are actually spiritual beings having a human experience. And yeah, I was actually going to say, you know, I I feel like I can relate to that in the fact that, you know, like when you are thinking about someone and then ding, your phone goes off and you get a text from them and you're like, holy crap, like you are you in my head or like Mm -hmm. your energy has made me think of you. And then boom, there you are. Or like when you talk of someone like they walk by and you're like, speak of the devil. You know what I mean? Like it's like the spiritual energy that you are kind of tapping into that maybe you don't even fully realize that you guys are on the same wavelength or like you've got each other's vibe within your energy. But That's how I would kind of relate it. Like you connect with someone in a way that you can feel how they're doing. You can feel their energy. You can sense them Mm -hmm. um, coming into your life. Yeah. And that's known as, as you probably heard of, synchronicity. Those experiences of Mm -hmm. thinking of somebody and then they call you because what happens with your twin flame or your soulmate or even a more deeper lover is your souls start to fall in sync more and more. Is that why when you break up with someone and you're like just about to get over them and then they message you and it's almost like they know. Yeah. What you're talking about is, um, well, if that person is not right for you, then Mm -hmm. that's like a challenge because it's like your vibe is raising so high that one of the spiritual laws is you get tested before you can ascend or evolve, like a challenge will come. Yeah. Um, If you're evolving into a new territory, you might have that challenge of an old person messaging you. But if you keep raising your own vibe and working on yourself and loving yourself, it's going to allow you to see, oh, that energy, that person texting me doesn't sit quite right. Mm-hmm. High vibes give you discernment. Mm-hmm. And just like synchronicity, what you were talking about, a lot of scientists, like for example, one time when I was hanging out with Deepak at a conference I was invited to, There was a lot of scientists there and one of the scientists that was there, Mm -hmm. he was like 85 or 86 years old. And when he was younger, Einstein was one of his mentors. He actually met Einstein and he, the scientist, believed in synchronicity. Like anytime you see 1111, that's like a synchronicity. 
And this scientist, he actually believed that what you're talking about, like synchronicity, it's actually one day going to be a law. Like they're going to discover it as like the law of synchronicity, just like the law of gravity. Yeah. And he asked Einstein and some of these scientists about it. And what they said was that the universe has to have some kind of order. Like there's an intelligence behind everything yeah. that happens and it's not just random. And that's also why sex is not just about biology. It's not just about... Yeah getting off or genitals or what you learn in a sex ed class, just like life is not random. And that's why it's called sacred sexuality, because there's something sacred happening here. Like you and I are happening for a reason. This this conversation, there's a sacredness to every moment, like every breath you take is sacred. There's something more deeper going on with your life. Like you are here for a reason and there's something beautiful about you that is like an artist giving birth to a painting like Picasso or Da Vinci or Michelangelo and that's your soul like we are here and we're born but our soul is something we're constantly making actually like our soul is being made like a beautiful painting but all the time yeah it's something you're constantly working on yeah how so going back to twin flames how would you describe a twin flame well a twin flame is somebody who ignites you like magic like even the word twin flame i think of like a flame like a fire and it's like hot and by nature the word has to be sexy like when we say somebody oh that person's hot or that was so hot that's part of a twin flame for sure. There has to be that that hotness, that sexiness or divine sexiness. And it's mm-hmm. like it lights up a room like somebody will say like, oh, he lit up the room or she lit up the room when she walks in. Well, like a twin flame, when you're having sex with them, your sex like lights up the room. The whole universe is like set on fire. Yeah. You're kind of like devouring each other. Yeah, it's it's just like burning, like you don't care if it's the end of the world or whatever. It's like an explosion and it's about burning with total intensity and passion. And Mm -hmm. that total intensity and passion, that, that fire, that burning desire, that flame, that ignites something in you. It's almost like lighting a match and throwing it into the fire, lighting a candle, like something gets ignited inside of you through the twin flame relationship. Yeah. That's why. I mean, but does, does your twin flame or your soulmate do they have to be sexual partners? Well, I feel like, yes, that's like more for the twin flame. That's why I was saying earlier, like for me, twin flame and soulmate, they kind of mean the same thing to me. But a lot of people feel that a soulmate is more like non-sexual, like it can be like emotional intimacy or they feel like you have a deep mm-hmm. connection with them, but then your twin flame, everything's included. And by the way, it's not just, even though I'm talking about sex and sexual passion, the twin flame thing, it's not just about that or it's not only sexual. It's about the, the strength of the connection. Yeah. 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 So do you help people like attract their twin flame or? I do. Can you, do you just, you help them burn brighter so that when they see their twin flame, it becomes more obvious or? Yeah. So I work with a lot of people, especially a lot of women who are wanting to attract a twin flame or they 
feel that they've already met their twin flame and they're just trying to like make sense of it and how to handle it basically. And what I find with some people is because it's such, because love and relationship is such a powerful thing, sometimes we can get kind of pulled off of our center or kind of really drawn to the other person and focusing really overly on the relationship. Yeah. Whereas, or even self sabotage yourself. Yeah. Because if you don't, like for me, um, I've been in a relationship where I really, really liked the person at the beginning and I kind of self sabotaged myself because obviously I didn't think that I was worthy of such a nice relationship mm -hmm. that I would purposely push them away. Yeah. And that can be very difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, what you learned is you were able to come back to your center. You're able to get in touch with your true self-esteem yeah. and your own value. And that's what it's about. And that quote that I channeled was that everybody's trying to attract their twin flame when really you have to make sure that you're burning first, that your own self-love and your own self-value is high, that you love yourself first because... You're the basis of everything. If you love yourself first, then they'll come because you're already happy with yourself alone and you have to be burning first. Nobody's attracted to ashes. I love that quote. I honestly love it. Yeah. It takes two to be a twin flame. The word twin means two. So you both have to be the focus, not just the other person. You have to always remember yourself in every situation, every experience. And it's not a narcissistic thing or a selfish thing. It just means you have a spiritual happiness from being grounded in yourself through self-love. And I know that we've talked about this. You mentioned like also connecting with your environment so that you feel that yeah. energy and that presence of the universe around you. So spending a lot of time outdoors, being with your partner outdoors, and just enjoying each other in a very like calming, natural environment without all the chaos of the world around you, kind of. Yeah, and I also recommend for couples that I work with or just anybody that, you know, sexuality and sacred sexuality, it's not just about when you jump into the bed. It's about making the whole day, not only the in the bed having sex, the whole day or evening becomes like a ceremony. So I design dates, like suggestions for people of how to make the sex even more amazing and deeper connection by being in the right environment because... You know, it's so good for couples to be honest with each other that if, if they notice that the intimacy is growing and they both feel like, yeah, we're probably going to maybe get it on, then why not make it a sacred event? Why not get a beautiful hotel suite mm -hmm. with candles and go for a beautiful, relaxing, romantic dinner? And what I suggest actually with people that want to go deeper into the spirituality of it Go take a yoga class together. Go to an evening yoga class because that's going to help you both get totally into your body more. Yeah. Especially for men and to get out of their head. Yeah. And to loosen up their hips and everything. Yeah. Well, actually, so I got a question from one of my Instagram followers okay. asking how to stop your mind from wandering off while having sex. And I think, I think you just gave the answer. 
Yeah, yoga. And to answer hers, I would say the breath, because what I teach people is how to make sex into meditation and how to make their masturbation into becoming a master of their life. So whenever you're focused on your breath and your breathing, it immediately helps the mind not to wander or anytime you get out of your head and into your body, Mm -hmm. which is why it's good to go to yoga class because let's say two people I tell them you know go on a date the guy and the girl and then the guy notices oh because people are kind of nervous on a date they're kind of in their head yeah if if they do a yoga class it's going to make them more self-aware they're going to actually say or notice like oh wow I'm like really nervous about this date yeah Or even when you go on a date or you go to dinner or something like that, like your phone's going off, you're still very much connected to this like outside world. So even if you just like start off, I would say, you know, giving each other a massage, putting your phone away and like easing into it, like find a way to be more present. Yes, you actually totally answered everything like with the massage comment, because that's like the main thing. That's the best thing I would suggest for couples or for anybody, like start off with massage. Yeah. And I know like for anxiety, even a lot of people will use these grounding techniques, you know, and so it's Mm -hmm. all about your senses and engaging your senses. What I do with couples or people who are taking a course with me is there's actually a like a workbook or a book people can buy to learn more about how to give each other a massage, especially couples. And it's called The Art of Sexual Magic by Margot Anand. And it's a actual book or an audible. And it goes into how to give each other a massage, like an erotic massage and how to make it a ceremony and to loosen each other up because what we were talking about earlier, the sexual trauma, everybody has a trauma in the sense that anytime that we believe in the ego, it's traumatic. It's a traumatic experience because it's like falling from, it's like forgetting that we are infinitely powerful and then thinking, oh, I'm this negative thought or, oh, my my butt looks fat or something. Like, that's a trauma because it's like forgetting who you are is traumatic. So by massaging somebody, it's about loosening up all the trauma, really relaxing the muscles and getting out of the ego. The ego is not really a real person or even like like an entity or something. It's not something inside of us. It's our muscles in our body that are tense and contracted. The ego is like habit or like an activity. It's more something that's like, yes, it's, you know, can be negative thought patterns, but they really have their basis in the body and our breathing. And that's why I love what you're saying, because massage is like so healing. Yeah. And I think it gives you that tactile feeling of pleasure and release and and comfort. Like I was saying, a lot of people, when they experience anxiety, they use a lot of grounding techniques as a way of reconnecting or just feeling more present instead of spiraling out of control. And so when you can concentrate on a massage and tap... Not only is massage important for somebody else, but self-massage is important. So... The trauma that's in our body creates what the psychologist Wilhelm Reich called body armor or armoring. 
It's a way that we learn to protect ourselves from feeling the pain of our, you know, deepest, darkest emotions. And massage opens the gateway for the light to shine into the darkness and to heal all of our deepest trauma that we wear around us to protect ourselves like an armoring. And the massage work that I suggest for people and the people do is based in Wilhelm Reich. And it's called de-armoring. And to be open and vulnerable is the deepest intimacy. And that's how you're actually going to have the deepest pleasure is through your body being cleansed of trauma. Just like you're going to experience the most healthy, vibrant body being cleansed of toxins in your diet, doing a cleanse, green juices. In the same way, massage detoxes the body from trauma. And <laughs> like that detoxification is important. It's okay if the mind is wandering. Remind yourself to connect to your body again. That is why it's good for partners or sexual lovers to communicate with one another and to develop the awareness that if they can see, like if the man can see that the woman is, her mind is wandering, if the man can give the woman a massage or sometimes that's when it's good to switch positions, there's all kinds of ways and means to return to the now. So I like that suggestion of if you find yourself wandering to switch positions because it makes you kind of refocus. Yeah, because the mind and the body are so connected that if you switch positions, it's going to disrupt that thought pattern. Do you often find that this can be more difficult for people who have experienced trauma? Yes. Yes, because people who have experienced different levels of sexual trauma, it influences their orgasm and their ability to have and experience orgasm. And orgasm is one of the main places where healing happens because sexual energy, remember, is a healing energy. And when you're having an orgasm, it's like releasing a medicine all throughout your body and your mind and your spirit too. And somebody who has had tr sexual trauma, they might be cut off from their ability to have all kinds of different levels of orgasm and like some women require a dildo is the only way they can have an orgasm. Um, people who have trauma have to really do a lot of body work like massage, yoga, deep breathing to work through the trauma to be able to have the orgasm. They can because it's during the orgasm when the major healing can happen. Mm -hmm. Where they can feel safe and connected again. Yes. Yeah, so if... If I'm working with someone and I get in a conversation and I ask them, like, do you have orgasm or what type of orgasm can you have? And if I hear someone say, no, I can't or I don't, pretty much, in other words, what they're saying is I have trauma because trauma creates a block in the body and also in the mind. Like we were just talking about the mind and Trauma in the mind can show up as like a negative belief pattern, but just like you would make love to your body to relax it through massage and feeling safe, you have to love your mind too. Well, that's all so interesting. And um, how do you help people who have been through sexual trauma? Would you, I guess, help them find the ability to orgasm? Yeah, for sure. So... I help people who have trauma to gradually, like at their own pace and comfort, yeah, 
explore themselves again. Like how do you make a special time for either with a partner or themselves having an orgasm? And they have to have faith in themselves because they have to realize that sexual trauma is a wound. Yep. But that everybody's born with the natural healing capacities. Everybody's born to heal. Like no matter who you are, if you break a bone or you, you get a paper cut or you get a small cut on your skin, your body, you naturally, the healing starts happening by itself. Like your bone will heal. That scab will cut. There might be a, a scar, but that doesn't mean that you can't heal. So people have to be first like reassured that they can heal because if, if you believe that you can't heal or you have like a lack of faith, that's going to be like a block. Like you need to have faith that no, you can heal from those things. And for those who have not experienced sexual trauma, but want to connect further with their spirituality or partner, how do they go about enhancing their own sexual spirituality? And what do they look for if there is even something to look for that can tell them that they have been successful in doing so? So you've probably heard of the law of attraction, like the secret. Well, Anybody, whoever they are, they can actually use their sexual energy for the law of attraction. And the way that they can do that is making their own sexuality, like when they're going to masturbate, making it into a ceremony of writing your intentions down, like 10 deepest intentions of your soul or that you want to transform in your life, writing it down and having it beside your bed or vision board, wherever it is. Because when you have sex, especially really good sex, or you give yourself pleasure, you're raising your vibration. And if you're doing it like with intention, you can use it as an opportunity to attract and manifest more abundance in your life. And more specifically, that's the kind of work that I do with people as well. So if they did want more information on how to do that, they can contact me. But what someone should look for is results. Like there should be some results in their life if they're learning about sacred sexuality or if they're doing it with intention. They should notice they attract a twin flame. Or So I guess you'll just generally feel a heightened awareness of your own connection, creativity and abundance through the people around you and your environment. But um, Jordan, thank you so much for coming on the show and for sharing your wisdom. And before you go, can you please tell everyone where they can find you if they want to connect with you further? So the main place to find me is on my Instagram and it's just Jordan Flesher. And if they are interested and would like further information about my sessions or my courses that I do, they can just message me on Instagram to send me a DM. Amazing. Well, thank you so, so much for coming on. And I appreciate you. You too. I appreciate you too. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Is That So podcast. For more information on this episode and all past episodes, you can check out my show notes on isthatso.com or follow me on Instagram at isthatso. If you enjoyed this episode and want to show your personal support to the podcast, simply leave a review on iTunes or screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your stories. All right, friends, that's it. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of the Is That So podcast. And I look forward to hanging out with you again soon.